it's like they have the resources I don't. I might have the the big idea, but they have the resources. They got they they're the ones keeping me accountable. You know, and, so. and not only that, but I feel like as an artist, you know, if whenever you do collaborate, you can kind of step back and look at other people's brushstrokes mm-hmm. in a sense, you know, and and you get a different perspective on what things can be. Mm-hmm. And like you know, like somebody looks at like something that you've worked on, and then mm-hmm. they add their little flavor to it, and it might open you up to like you know new creative ideas in the future. And that's the yeah. coolest part, man. Like, and and the best part is that you're actually working with them, so you can continue mm-hmm. on. You know. If, if, it takes a couple times to vibe with somebody and finally click. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not going to work with somebody the very first time and it's just going to be perfect, mm. typically. There's those really rare instances where it's just like, okay, he understands what I'm trying to do here. Mm. That's that's the most important part, I think. You know, taking the time to continue collaboration. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't like one person's thing, then you move on to the next, then you move on to the next, and it's just a repeated process. You know, sit down with somebody and figure out, you know, this is what I don't like about what you did let's mm. try and make this better you know what I mean like, yeah. you know, together and, and then eventually it'll become a masterpiece Welcome once again to One Degree of Separation, guys. This is Vige. On this episode of the podcast, we have my brothers Iman and Ian, and we speak about a chance encounter that turned into a creative and lucrative friendship, which then evolved into a lucrative partnership that formed Gold Standard Studios. We have Iman on the podcast for the first time, and he speaks a lot about taking leaps of faith, which he spoke about on the Coffee and Convos podcast the other week with Alyssa, who's also been on the podcast. We talk a lot about partnerships, mentorships, and the things that we need to do to really elevate ourselves to the next level. Because uh, sometimes you might be wondering, at what point do I need to include someone else in this creative journey of mine? And personally, I've found that the moment I let others in is the moment I allowed myself to grow exponentially. And again, usually the podcast is super conversational. So you're gonna hear us talk about video games, film contests, uh, unpopular opinions, and uh, hopefully you learn more about Iman and Ian through their creative journeys and their decisions that they made in their lives and how all, all our encounters has kind of just led up to these moments, to 2018, to beyond. And if you stick with us and stay till the mid to end of the episode, you might be in for a surprise. Uh, there's something there that we really want you to hear so uh again welcome to one degree separation thanks for tuning in uh enjoy (laughs) yeah we're rolling uh welcome to one degree separation we're back it's been a minute last podcast i think was with ian and we have ian here again i'm back again he's back again (laughs) third time the the most someone's been on this podcast we also have iman and together they're gold standard studios um, we should just get started. Yeah. Who are you guys, and how do you guys meet? You want to take it? You want me to? You remember probably better how we met. All right. That's so, the church, right? Yeah. You told the story at the last podcast with Alyssa. It's still, it's still fresh. Run with it. I, I, I'll add it to it. I kind of like winged it. 
I wasn't yeah. exactly sure how we met, so if I'm if I'm wrong, you can tell me right now. Um, we had a photo shoot for Legally High, a clothing, clothing brand. brand, and I ended up running their social media accounts for the day, and I believe you were the shooter. Right? Yeah, I was supposed to. Uh, I was supposed to shoot it. They bailed, but we still had the backdrop at the church, so we're like, all right, let's just uh, let's just take photos. I hadn't met Iman yet, but we followed each other on Instagram. I met I met him that day. Well, even at this point, we still hadn't really like sat we down never and really met. Talked, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm telling him like, "Yo, get in there, get in there." He's like, "Nah, I don't like being photographed." <laughs> that same day, I took that photo of him that with his fingers. Quick. How the times change. Right? <laughs> yeah, his uh, head, and then um, that just became one of my favorite portraits I've ever taken of someone. And then that same night, like, we got thrown into the same gig really fast. Like, we had to like. The same to the club or yeah. something? Yeah, somebody just told us, like, hey, get in these cars, like, we're going. We went to the club yeah. at midnight from one, from 12 to 1 to uh, do video footage of, like, the clothing brand taking, throwing ones on their table and stuff. Mm -hmm. And he helped me out and, like, I helped him with a little light and I gave him the camera. We were, we're passing just the camera back and forth, like, trying to get these angles in these clubs where, like, uh -huh. people were just spilling drinks on our shoes. and Yeah, we're like, all right, let's get the fuck <laughs> yeah, out of here. And then go. after that, we went to go get pizza and we we're just talking about life, getting mm -hmm. to know each other, like, yo, so how do you know everybody, blah, blah, blah. Then after that, uh, I went to drop him off at his car outside the church, and then we just shared some music real quick and kind of just like, it was just cool to like bond with him the day I met him, take that photo. And I remember telling Alyssa that day, like, yo, I just met this dude, like, he's really cool. Like, I can see him being a really good friend of mine. And, you know, right. look at us now. The funny thing is, I, the reason why I knew about Ian before I actually met him was because Apollo came home one day, we were staying together, and, uh, mm. He was like, bro, I just met this guy who looks like Mark Anthony. <laughs> and he takes really good photos, right? This will be, tag yeah. will, this will be tagging Mark yeah. Anthony in his photos yeah. and shit. But, yeah, and I say, I mean, being thrown in the shits with somebody, like, creatively, definitely can uh, build a bond. You know, and if that wouldn't have happened, we probably wouldn't have, you know, be where we are today. It's just like those little moments in time that kind of uh -huh. define everything, you know, which is really cool to me because I've had a lot of those out here. I mean, did that first encounter, like, run pretty smoothly or what? Pretty much. For, I think for the setting, yeah, it, it really did. You know, we were in the like we weren't even supposed to be in the club mm -hmm. with like cameras or anything. We had to, like get like special permission like on the fly. Yeah, everything was. We went we went to the we club. Like, we couldn't are film we certain people because they were cheating on their girlfriends. And oh yeah, <laughs> they were like, like, you can't get you, you can't get her and him together at all. We're like, yeah, like all right. Yeah, like, <laughs> wow. Certain people for the video had to be left out. Not not like the clothing line and everything. That, that's completely separate. Yeah, from so I don't want anybody to think like you know that we're talking about that clothing <laughs> line or that brand in general, but. Just in the club in general, people yeah. were coming up to us and saying, like, hey, yeah, don't like, get oh. me on camera. People yeah, are going to exactly. go back, who was there? Yeah, was exactly. my boy there? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we had to uh, kind of cover our bases. So I think yeah, it was a really good, it was a good experience. And after that, he fire. just loves getting photographed. <laughs> yeah, Yo, yeah. Picture. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that, though. I like that. Like, he, he's been able to help me like when we're hanging out like the yeah. past year and a half just taking pictures of him that helped me yeah it's like practice just like always being around like, like yo, a willing subject I and stuff. that's the thing it's practice for me too because I'm trying to be more comfortable <laughs> I'm such like a I'm like a I'm not introverted but I do like my privacy and I enjoy that a lot mm. you know I don't like to be on social Alyssa has like really gotten me on social media lately mm. pretty heavy and like I've been trying to to be out there but it's just 
I don't like to be in people's faces, man. I like to play the background. And hey, man, I'll just give you that retweet once or twice. You know? Bro. Just, <laughs> man, anybody Every time who, he anybody, mentions this, man. Anybody time. that doesn't know already, if you if you get retweeted by the clout guy, you'll, you'll get your popping on Twitter. You get some notifications. Bro, I had like 56 likes one day on, on one of my shit. It was like the stupidest tweet because he retweeted it. <laughs> okay, but we have Ian here, but we've never had uh, Iman, so... Who are you though? Where'd you come from? Because you're not from here. Right. Um, and yeah, you just speak on yourself, I guess. Uh, I am, I'm just a kid from Kansas City, man. That's mm. the best way to sum it up. Um, I guess I, you know, back home, everybody kind of lives in their means and, you know, traveling out here, I just wanted something greater for myself. Mm. Not that, you know, you know, anything's wrong as Kansas City. I love Kansas City to the death of me and I'll, you know, my my end goal is to eventually move back there. You know what I mean? Open a studio and do a bunch of cool shit there. But I think you know mm. I always have a home base in San Diego as well. Mm. It's just kind of cool because I've kind of been able to bridge the gap for a lot of my friends back home. You know, and like you know with the connections that I've made out here, kind of like further other like help further other people's careers and everything, and you know show them mm. or teach them what I know from learning it out here. And it's just been a really good experience. Um, Kansas City is kind of a place where. The people out there, like people I've never met in my entire life before, you know, everybody's extremely humble and, you know, gifted and talented, but there's not a lot of ways that, there's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of resources to do what people do out here, you know, like for example, like this is like, I think I said like, you know, I was talking to Alyssa one day and, you know, this is like the first real community that I've ever felt a part of mm. and that's probably the most important thing and that's that's what I left home in search of it's just mm. somewhere where you know going back to like as an example like the church mm. that's where I met you know most of the people that I know today and it wasn't even you know scripted or anything it was just kind of we all had a combined goal or we all had something that we wanted to do mm. and share with other people and that's you know we all kind of just went to that hub mm. And, and you know we all mesh with each other and, yeah. and kind of vibe out. I met out. a lot of people there too, just being around, and it was kind of cool to have that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like I met you through the church. I met Ian through the church. Mm-hmm. I met so many people through there, and you know from there everything just kind of branches out. And you know, once you kind of figure out, you know, okay, this person does this, you know, how can I make that better for them, mm-hmm. and you know, vice versa, and everything. Like that's yeah. that's what I left home in search of, and I found it. You know, so right now. Mm-hmm. All everything that I went through to try and get here and try and make things work, it was all worth it to me. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's what's most important, you know what I mean? So you just got to take a leap of faith. That's all it is. Yeah, that, that, that's what you guys named uh, Alyssa's podcast. So that's super important. I'm sticking to it, man. Like that's, <laughs> like, I might get it tattooed on me somewhere. Like life rewards leaps of faith, and that's the, I mean, I'll, I'll w- never budge from that. Was was your journey a leap of faith, or was it a lot of uh, steps that added up? You know what I mean? Because that's how I see my journey. Right, you know? sure. But, so how, I mean, like, like to get, if you want to get personal, we can, you know what I mean? But like, I, you, yeah, I mean, you, we, what can, you share. we can, we um, can, I'm kind of an open book if you ask me a question. I, I never share it like, in, you know, just like on random shit, yeah. but you know, I wasn't doing anything with my life, like whatsoever. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't graduate high school. I got kicked out of two high schools that I went to, mm. you know, I was selling weed and all this other shit. Like, and like, my parents were really worried about me, man, yeah. like for real. And I've always been the kind of person to, like, think that I'm grown. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need yeah. shit from anybody in this world. Like, I'll make my own way. Mm. And even though that train of thought is right in your way of thinking, your actions also have to be, like, you know, morally sound and, mm. and equate to something positive. And that's 
that's where the line was like divided for me. Mm. My actions weren't going to progress me in the in the I guess the right way. They were progressing me, mm. but it wasn't the proper way to do things, you mm. know. So, you know, me and my dad and my mom all had a, like, a, we sat down and we really talked about, you know, where's my life headed? Mm. And the conclusion was kind of like, you know, nowhere fucking good and, <laughs> and fast, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah. we all sat down, you know, and, you know, my parents helped me move out here. Like, my mom, like, she drove out here with me. My dad drove out here with me and, like, helped me get set up in the new house and everything. Like, mm. and from there, I just kind of, you know, I took the wheel. But it was a, it was definitely a, it was, it was kind of, it was partly calculated risk, mm. partly, like, I'm just gonna shoot my shot and mm. if I fail, fuck it. Because I'm definitely gonna fail where I am right mm. now. There's no yeah. way in hell I will survive like you know, just doing the same exact thing that I'm doing. What what's that what's that saying? People that are crazy, like they expect change from doing the same doing exact the same thing. thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's, it's kinda like one of those situations where mm. nothing was good was gonna go come anywhere. out. Yeah, exactly, you know. So that's calculated risk with, mixed with a little bit of like I guess that, blessings. Yeah. I guess that leap is uh geographically because like people not familiar with Kansas City, that's far as fuck from here. Yeah, like, sixteen hundred miles away. Do people yeah. even think about San Diego like out there? Like they do, and the crazy part is, it's like um, any time anybody talks about California, the only thing that like people have to say about it is like gas is super expensive and yeah. groceries are really expensive. Like man, fuck it. Like so what? Uh, you know what I mean? Who cares? The freeways if, are if packed you, in LA. If there's money there. Then, then who cares how much gas is? Yeah. Go get the money, and then the gas won't matter. You know what I mean? It's like it's like those things that people tell you to, to keep you there, mm. or like make you like kind of like you know distract you from wanting to go. Like my mom, like you know she she worries about me a lot. Mm. Not so much anymore, but like whenever I was younger, she did. Mm. I moved out here when I was like 17 on some random shit with my homie. Mm. We got drunk one night and we're like, you know what? Fuck it, we're going. Mm. And we lived out here for like a year, and. That's when my mom worried about me the most, and that was one of those things where it's like I kind of told you so, yeah. and you know I had to like humble myself, and like, mm. you know I came back home and recalculated, so I knew exactly what I what I wanted to do after that. But it, it is one of those things where being anywhere else in the world that's not a major major city, like you know I the, I look at like New York and Los Angeles, San Diego, and you know places like that is like a major city. Mm. Other places like that's. That's kind of just the dream. It's like go there and live there. It doesn't really matter what you do at that point because if you're not doing anything wherever you are, that you know, why is it like just go do nothing somewhere like a little bit nicer? You know yeah. what I mean? It's the same exact thing. Like so, if you do make something out of it, that's just a bonus. Mm. You know, if I'm gonna do nothing, I'd rather do it at the beach. That, sure. You know, in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, exactly. Like that's yeah. that's that's just kind of my take on it. Everybody's broke, man. At a yeah. certain point in their life, go be broke somewhere where you, you know you can at least enjoy the scenery. Yeah, enjoy I guarantee you, rich yeah. people are still living uh, paycheck to paycheck. Cause even if they make fifteen thousand a month, their bills are probably fourteen thousand a month. Yeah. You know, like they're still like they get a raise, they get a bigger house, and you won't stay rich like that. Yeah, long. Just, yeah. It's just like it if you're rich, stop doing that. If you're listening, yeah. you're rich, stop doing that. Yeah, I mean, rich people usually say that the way they get rich is by saving money. Look at Bill Gates, man. Yeah. This motherfucker wears the same shirt every day. He wears like Dockers. All the yeah, rich you know, people like, yeah. like wear the same matter, like you know? plain yeah. shirt. They don't wear like branded like big. Yeah. I know you stuff. don't like J. Cole, bro, but he <laughs> he touches on this so much, man. Like when you get money, or like, us. like stop stop buying all this flashy shit, you know. And, and if like my goal is to buy flashy shit, like I'm yeah. trying to be like all in Hermes and mm. you know like all that like Giuseppe's and shit. That's all I want in this mm. world, but. You know, like my take on it is if you have a million dollars, you don't actually have a million dollars until you have two million. 
Yeah, like you can't, you shouldn't buy something you can't buy twice. You know Ex what I mean? Exactly, bro. And like that's the most important thing. Like right now, you people should be, you know, people of our age should be worried about real estate, getting a home, and getting like you know, like your finances secure. Because I mean, it's that's that's the bad part about being in San Diego, right? Or like the West Coast in general. Like we want to be fly and we want to go ball and like For do years, all this. Shit, I wanted to you know buy a Burberry belt. For a year, and I never did because I always told myself, "Why am I gonna do with a two hundred? You could have bought a camera. You, you know, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, and I never you bought invest, one. And now I got out of that. But when I was like in my in my twenties, <laughs> like I always wanted a fucking Burberry belt. I like the pattern, and then I'm like, I'm not gonna buy a three hundred dollar belt yeah. for for what? Yeah. Like I'm not there. You know, I'm not there in life financially. I mean, I spent some money on some stupid shit before, but like I grew out of that. You know. <laughs> I still want. I still want a gold chain and shit though. Of course, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like yeah. something. Yeah. Of course, everybody. Yeah. I'm getting. I'm getting more gold chains like as soon as I can. But you know, houses yeah. come first. Homes come sure. first, and you know. And cars. I think. I think it's just taking longer because uh, our generation is kind of fucked. Like the last generation kind of fucked us. So. Me and my dad were just talking about I, this. Man. I wouldn't shame anybody into into trying to hurry up, but. But here's the thing about it. You know what I mean? Me and my dad were having this discussion the other day, actually, because he like, he, you know, he's not happy at his job. He like, he's just done with the shit. So I was telling him, you know, like our generation, like we really are like the generation of entrepreneurs. It's kind of like fuck the middleman, and we're gonna make this on our own. It's just gonna take a lot more work and a little bit more time, you know. And, you know, we, him and I were discussing like how he could be an entrepreneur from like you know the resources that he has and like what he knows and you know his financial, like where his finances lie and um and. You know, he didn't really understand like the power of the internet until I kind of broke it yeah. down for him, you know. So that generation before us, like they knew how to save money and they had like the, I guess they had the resources to, you know, save a little bit more money. You know, they were making more and housing was less and everything the was less expensive. Yeah, exactly. The economy was booming back then. And it was more of like having a good paying job, not really doing something you love. You love, exactly. It was yeah. always that. It was financial oh, security. It's all, it was all like conventional jobs, you know, like I think like you're saying, like our, our generation is more entrepreneurial and we've been giving, given so many like new lanes to like make money. Right. So everything's brand new. So we're all trying to figure it out. And like you don't, the older generation doesn't understand my, that. My grandfather worked for General Motors for like 40 years. Mm. My, I mean, he passed away now, but my grandma's still getting those checks. You know mm. what I mean? Like that, and that keeps her afloat. Mm. Like that's important. You can't do that shit nowadays. Nowadays, half, half the time people get fired before yeah. like, you know, they're, they, they're, they can retire. And sometimes on some, like, they, they do it shit. on purpose. I've heard so They always people, do it on purpose. Like at yeah. 25 years, you get this. X amount of money. 24 At 24 years, 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 they find any reason to fire Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah, they don't want to pay you pension. Yeah. Just grimy out here, man. <laughs> I mean, I think I think that's the importance of being your own boss. You know, we'll get to that eventually. That's like in my notes. But I mean, back back to you guys. So, what exactly is like your guys's company? And at one point, at what point did you like come to the conclusion like, oh, I need to partner up, and I can't, should can't or shouldn't do this alone. I can take that yeah. one. Um, so, yeah, explain your so really, Gold Standard Studios is, it started off as kind of just like an engineering brand, mm. and that's kind of what I wanted to do, you know, that's where I wanted to take my brand, and over the over the process of like meeting Ian, uh, it came down to the majority of the times that I was in the studio, mm. Ian was also there, you know, we share a lot of the same clients who, you know, want to be video like you know have a little vlog or a music mm. video or whatever in studio like you know pictures or whatever it may be um, and you know I met Nick our business partner um, mm. who's pretty much financing this whole entire project he um, I met him in school and he's a little bit older 
and it got to the point one day when I was in school, like I was working so much and a lot of the studios out here were booked. So I was having to turn away clients. Mm. And, you know, we were just talking one day and I was like bitching about it, you know, of course. <laughs> and um, he, he kind of like looked at me, he's like, you know, what do you need in order to like make this work? And I was like, I just need my own space. That's what it all boils down to, you know? I just need my own place where I can make it my own and I can have it whenever I need it. And he was like, you know, if, if, if you know, I partnered with you and you, we, we made a studio, um, you know, would you, that would that be something that you're interested in running full time and managing full time? Absolutely. So that was a year ago and it kind of transpired, you know, over the time, like me and Ian started working together like a lot more. And started doing the prints too. And that's kind of what, how I came along with Gold Standard because Gold Standard was his engineering name mm. and we started creating art with it. And then I liked the name. I was like, yo, let's go with that because it, it kind of just fit with the aesthetics of the prints that we were making. Right, so us being booked on the same, you know, project so many times and you know, us now having the resource of having our own real estate and our own property to like be in, it just made sense to have, you know, not only for us, but for our clients, it's just, it's like a one-stop shop, you know what mm. I mean? If we're gonna be booked on the same gigs anyways, we might be under the same roof. We might so as well be under the same Be under one umbrella and offer like package deals and stuff. Absolutely, because it helps me too, you know what I mean? Like, and, and my, what, what we're doing helps him and it helps me and vice versa. You know, my clients can feel now more comfortable of just coming to the studio and getting everything done. And, you know, it offers like, you know, the cool part about what we have right now is, you know, we're hoping that, you know, wherever you are inside of this, our studio space, we're hoping that, you know, you can network with other people. You know, so if he has clients at the studio one day and I have clients at the studio one day, you know, there's going to be a time in the lobby or in passing when you're getting mm -hmm. coffee or a drink or whatever it may be. And you know, people can people can talk and network and and you know expand on what whatever it is that they're doing creatively mm. and that's like you know that was our end goal for it Kinda that, that like was the most important thing at the for church us. how a lot of people met there we wanted to be a place like that too where people can meet while they're there exactly and that's your phone silent i know that's the number one rule but hello that, mom i'm busy <laughs> yeah. that's, that, that was the number one yeah. thing for us you know what i mean getting uh -huh. I think it's super important, like you were saying, to have our own creative space because working out, working out of the crib can get kind of old and it's just kind of like you're not in that mental headspace to just like keep working. You're like, oh, my couch is there, my TV's there, oh, Absolutely. I can cook, you know? Like, you have to be able to separate that from yeah. each other, you know? It's hard to work where you lay, mm. like where you rest your head at. And I, I mean, I've done it for years. I know you do it. I know he does it. Everybody mm. does it. You know, so hopefully this will be like at least a place where people can come and post up and get free Wi-Fi and hang out with us for a little bit. You know, if, if keep us saying, yeah, if, if anything, well, you know, there's, if anything, there's free Wi-Fi goes in the studios. Are you, are you gonna bring the Xbox One in there? We already got one. Yeah. Oh, you got that 360, right? Oh, is that what you, it is? You bought the one. Right? I got the Xbox. Are you gonna so bring? Are you gonna bring it to the studio or what? Uh, no, nah, I'll probably crib? bring the PS4. Maybe wow. there. He's okay. holding out, bro. Okay. It's here and there because it's just carrying. I'll, I'll bring it one or the other. You know. Who knows? Because the Xbox is just for Forza 7, so I'll probably just keep that on <laughs> But if I need fast Wi-Fi to uh, stream, then I'll probably bring it after hours, just play from there. What is, um, what's something that you would like to see at Gold Standard Studios, like as a creative, you know? What's what's that one thing that would just be like, oh yeah, this is, now I want to be here? Huh. I try and ask everybody this to accommodate, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we, we're, we're curious, like, a lot of people have said, you know, I just need to have like a solid workflow. Like, you know, 
with like the console and with like the outboard gear and everything. And mm -hmm. People have like suggested outboard gear and we've bought it, you know, just for them like specifically. Like we want to keep everybody happy. So I think, I think like uh, to expand on the whole having a space thing, like I think with anywhere, but since we're in San Diego, it's kind of, we kind of run into the problem a lot of not having spaces to to do things, not to just work from, but to do things like, sure. like to rent out a rent out a spot for like a gallery or whatever. Sure. Mad expensive. Usually people don't want to work with you. They're gonna charge you. They're not gonna like see the potential and things. You know. Sure. So, I mean, if if that can, if Gold Standard can expand into just being a space slash like venue like someone wants a listening party right or like for a small intimate, gallery intimate or shows. we have a couple yeah. of those planned already actually like you know once mm. we launch so i think that's super important just because everywhere like creatives need a space to display their work and to hold like these community events because that's the only way that they'll grow and like their community and your community will grow is just having foot traffic in your spot you know Absolutely, yeah. that's just one way to do it right you know? yeah we don't want to put ourselves in a box of just being a recording studio mm -hmm. or just being a photography studio you know we really want people to feel comfortable and like you know almost like it just at home like you would at any sort of coffee shop or mm -hmm. you know anything along those lines that's that's really important to us yeah, you gotta get that keurig man you gotta get a we got one already man yeah we got a mini fridge we got a microwave we got kitchenette you gotta get that yerba mate sponsorship man we're working on that right now yeah for real get a yerba mate mini fridge that'd be sick i got so many photos of him in the studio with like just like i'm always like all right moving a little bit let me focus on the bottle let me get the logo shit pretty good man what else you got for us let's see i don't know i mean i think we all talk we pretty much talked about it in that last one uh what's the advantages of working with others and the art of collaboration do you i mean do you have anything to say about the art of collaboration you should start on that i mean my mentors and my ogs back in the bay they would tell me that uh, um the only way i can get farther than i was was to put my ego aside and work with other people like fill the voids that i can't do myself like i can try to learn everything but at the end of the day, those things might not even be my lane, you know, like, and I'm just overexerting myself. Is that not something that you wanted to do, was work with other people at first? Was that kind of hard, I like, just, difficult? I, my friend told me I'm like, I have, like, I'm like a type A personality or whatever, like, I just need to be in control, like, everything that I'm doing. Well, you're, you're, I mean, it's your, it's your vision. You yeah. I mean? Like, and that's fair I think, to say. I think with any creative, you know, like, yeah. people are like that, they just, they just have control issues, like, they need to do it th their way, get it, get it done their way, but... Yeah, it was just really great advice, like, to find like-minded people, like, how you guys found each other, um, to work with, like, and the egos don't collide, maybe so, every once in a while, but... That's I think, natural. That, that I think it's natural. Happen. Yeah, I mean, and if you're passionate about something, it should happen. You yeah, know? you should butt heads every once in a while. It's yeah. the only way you're going to improve or get, like, actual feedback, but, yeah, that's, like, the consistent uh, feedback and advice that I kept getting, even just, like, yeah, I went to Korea one time, and... Uh, my friend wanted to get like fortunes done and shit and um, we went to this like old Korean spot and they like read our faces to like read our personalities and all that shit and they like read my cards and all that and one of the things was that in order to be successful in my own business whatever it may be in the future they're like yo you're gonna need to hire people you're gonna need to partner up with people and group, group up with people. So it's kind of consistent. Yeah so yeah. it's just like I just needed to listen and stop being stubborn about it but ever since moving here I feel like, or even back in the Bay, like that's kind of when I started to collaborate with people, just being part of collectives, 
uh, like hiring people like especially now that I freelance like I just hire people to do like illustrations to do like animations and shit like shit I can't do like I could take the time to learn it but it would just take away from me doing my best designing or right. taking photos and I think one thing I'm really I feel strongly about is to rather than work on our weaknesses like they, t- they taught us growing up you know focus on your, focus on your strengths Absolutely, dude like yeah. make them way better and leave your weaknesses to somebody who's those are their has, strengths, those are their right, strengths yeah, you know exactly. you know like i can learn how to do video but i mean you already know how to do video why would i even waste my time if i like we already work together you but know you can put home, uh, money in the homies pockets too you know yeah. all the same thing yeah i've been like really fortunate to be able to do that like uh, recently with the freelancing thing just like knowing the right people that can get the job done that's been a big, really big advantage as far as running my own business and doing things myself. And uh, I mean, I can't really say I'm self-made or anything, but just like being very aware of my limits and my resources, you know, just has been um, really crucial. But that, that's what led me to collaboration. So that I'm collaborating with Travelers Club to do classes. I'm collaborating with Five and a Dime to do, um, what's it called? Uh, swap meets but it's like they have the resources I don't I might have the the big idea but they have the resources they got they, they're the ones keeping me accountable you know and, so. and not only that but I feel like as an artist you know if whenever you do collaborate you can kind of step back and look at other people's brush strokes mm-hmm. in a sense you know and and you get a different perspective on what things can be mm-hmm. and like you know like somebody looks at like something that you've worked on and then mm-hmm. they add their little flavor to it and it might open you up to like you know, new creative ideas in the future. And that's the yeah. coolest part, man. Like, and, and the best part is that you're actually working with them so you can continue on, you know. If, if, it, it takes a couple times to vibe with somebody and finally click, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're not gonna work with somebody the very first time and it's just gonna be perfect, mm. typically. There's those really rare instances where it's just like, okay, he understands what I'm trying to do here. Mm. That's, that's the most important part, I think, you know. Taking the time to continue collaboration. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't like one person's thing, then you move on to the next, then you move on to the next, and it's just a repeated process. You know, sit down with somebody and figure out, you know, this is what I don't like about what you did. Let's mm. try and make this better. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, together. And, and then eventually it'll become a masterpiece. Yeah, I'd rather, uh, I'd rather eventually stop working for people and just, like, work with people. Sure. So it's just, like, it, I think it's a slow process of phasing out being a service, you know, like... As far as design goes, but I'd love to just work with people and make money together. Kind of like the people like, yeah. like for example, like I went to Wonder Spaces yesterday, and it's mm-hmm. kind of like that. You know what I mean? Like those those artists, they don't really work for anybody. They just mm-hmm. kind of do exactly what they love to do, and people just pick up on it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like those are some insane and installations. How many artists are in there if they were to just do their own show? They collaborate with other people to yeah. put something big. It wouldn't be together. as big. It wouldn't be yeah. big if they all did it separately. Exactly. You know what I mean? But like together, like that, that's money right and there. And even workflow, kind of like for me, I can do a video and I could do it all by myself. Yeah. Sometimes if it's like a small thing, but it's gonna take me longer and audio, like when there's a budget, like I want to, I bring Iman on board for audio, Jordan for, to help me shoot the second camera. And then like, we just work better that way. This, I think this ties into exactly what we did last weekend. You know, like the 48 hour film project. Yeah, yeah, talk about that. It was the most beautiful fucking nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> good way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, I've ever been a part of. Oh man. The, so for anybody that hasn't like been a part of the 48 hour film project, hasn't heard about it. Essentially is what it is. It's the, um, 
San Diego and like pretty much every other city in the world um, puts on a film project and you have 48 hours starting on Friday at 7 p.m. 7.30. 7.30 p.m., excuse me. When you get the script, you know, we have a whole team. You know, there's like, there's actors, there's writers, there's producers. Mm. Ian was the director, I was the sound guy. Um, editors, makeup artists, everything, right? Mm. So you get this, you get your genre picked out at 7.30 on Friday. Mm. You, from there, you know, I think people spent until five in the morning writing the script. Mm. The call time was at 6.30 that day, you know, a.m. Um, we all showed up, we were on a boat for 10 hours filming. Yep. Ian was directing it. You know, we're all sunburnt and like we have like farmer's tans I now. I have the worst yeah. <laughs> sunburn of my uh, life. But I mean, long story short, you know, once we were all done filming and editing, it was it was a really cool process to see because you know, there'd be people handing flash drives off from the boat, like you know, to people who were organizing the files back at the the home base. Those two editors from home base organizing all the files, so when we got back to home base, they were already ready. Scene one, scene two. Mm -hmm. Right, and then you know, since Ian was a director, he was kind of coaching Jordan on how to like you know cut the scenes together, and you know they were both working together, and I was in my little room doing like, you know, adjusting all the, like, the sound and audio for that. And like, you know, as soon as all that was done, we kind of all piled into the same room. I mean, we hadn't showered in like two days. We didn't sleep. Yeah, I hadn't slept all night. All night, stayed up, kept editing. Sunday, shoot some more, mm -hmm. go back, edit, and turn it in till the very last minute, but. It got to the point, man, where like, we were like, I think hallucinating. We hadn't slept so long. People were just bringing us like Red Bull and Europe. It was like, just like flooding our room with like energy drinks. I think I had five coffees on Saturday. I had a Red Bull, I had a yerba mate. I just like consumed so much shit, not enough water, and I was like, fuck. But the whole point behind it is, you know, we all did our own thing and like we all worked our asses off. And you know, the cool part about that was nobody had even had time to like argue anybody's judgment. It was like, do what you have to do and just get it here, you know, as soon as you can. And like the film turned out really good. It was, it's hilarious, like it's a really good script. It was directed really well. Good job, Ian. You know, it sounds good. Good job, me. And, <laughs> and, and it's like visually pleasing. So mm. the cool part about it is, you know, all these teams are in San Diego that did the 48-hour film project. I think there's like 80 of them. Mm. And 80 in San Diego? Yeah. And, um, you know, they're renting out the AMC Theater in Mission Valley for like a screening. Mm. And all, all the teams can go and like watch everybody's movies and stuff. And, and it's just a good networking event, you know, too. Mm. I, I met think, some really cool people. Yeah, I think I'm going to do it every year. It was fun, it was fun, and I want to do it with my team, with us, and create our own team, and every year just compete. Because if you win something, you go to London, if you win there, you go to Cannes Festival, and it's just a way for you to work on your art, uh, do it within 48 hours, which is a beautiful nightmare. That, I then, mean, that's the hardest part, mm -hmm. is like just being okay with something. It, it can't be the greatest shit you ever worked on, you know? Yeah. You just have to be okay with it. You can't, okay. it, you can't it take up 48 yeah, hours. But it really tests your skill level just to get it right the first time to yeah. a certain point yeah like it real and because i learned a lot for next year you know, I if we learned, do next year I'm, yeah i learned a lot about it. i was like yo we yeah. can stay up for 43 hours to do something it got to the point where it was due at 7 30 p.m and we are handing off the final edit for the flash drive at 7 12. from downtown to mission valley someone drove there dropped it off and turned it in by 7 29. luckily you didn't have to upload that we shit. Uh, we started the ex we started the export at 708 everyone in the room like it has to be delivered by 7.30. We just hit export at 7.08 and we're all just waiting four minutes. It's done, a transfer, go, go, go. Like, it was how, long was it, how long did it end up being? Six minutes and 30 seconds. That's yeah. crazy, for two days, come up with six minutes? Yeah, it, man, yeah, that, that was, I mean, that's probably one of the coolest things I've ever done. There, was, you know? there was times where I was stressed 
because I felt like the pressure was on me um, when um, hey what's the next what's the next shot Ian and I'm just like um, the script oh we changed the script and the script kept changing as we went going because of time all right we gotta cut this scene we gotta add these two lines to this and I, on the spot you just have to like all right Jordan I will get Jordan like all right what do you think for this shot and, like on the spot you just have to keep changing and adapting yeah every it, 30 minutes and it was stressful and what I learned man is um, you know I think my profession is the most important, right? I think audio is the most important. And he obviously thinks the video is the most important, you know, and you know, other they, people think this is the most important, right? So we all yeah. have to put that shit aside uh -huh. and just make sure the final product is done. And at the very least it's done. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So Dude. there'd be times where like tension was like Yo, <laughs> it was mutual we were at each other. Yeah, like, like, and then he's like, I need I need the, I need the next scene to be done and I'm like, you don't understand what's going on in there. I can't do the this computer because crashed of this. twice, like it yeah, was a mess. So. So, but you know, we eventually, you know, like, it's okay to yell at your friends. You know what I mean? They're always gonna be your friends. Like, we would argue, and then 30 minutes, like, man, we got this. Yeah, it's I like, love you, bro. Like, yeah, we got like, this. Like, let's get it done. You know, yeah. we don't have time for this shit. We don't have time to be mad. You know, that, but that's the beautiful part about collaboration. Mm. That was the longest answer to your question. Yeah, no, possible. No, that's great. I'm sorry. No, back in college, I did a, for my thesis. I did this video. They told me that audio is like the most important part because nobody wants to hear like some shitty sound. They want to be able to. the emotion behind. They want to be able to hear the words yeah. and shit. Like it can be like shot on iPhone, but as long as the sound some, is good. Some like, uh, told you. Some. I never <laughs> argue with you about that. I never argue with you about that. I just told you like we need to do this too. I know. But I, I know that being a video guy, right. I know the sound is very important, and that's right. why I always try to tell a client like hey if you have a little bit more budget to stretch Get a we need yeah we yeah. need because i can mic someone up with a microphone and do it and the levels but he's just so much better at it that's yeah. what he's good at you know his expertise so i'd rather pay somebody to do that and that way the outcome is just a lot better yeah, I try to convince all my clients to just pay that extra to get that shit super good. Just a little bit, yeah. <laughs> you know, you want something that everybody can be proud of at the end of the day, you know? Yeah. So the I guess the next question is, like, I think it's uh, interesting to always hear about, like, people's um, perspective from where they came from. But how how is uh, leaving home versus, like, staying in your, like, hometown? How has that informed your decisions like in life and creatively and whatever, you know? Because it's totally different, like, because, I don't know, from my experience, like, having moved around and then setting roots for, like, seven years at a time, like, it just kind of gets jumbled up. But seeing as how you you left, like, 1,600 miles to somewhere that was totally sure. different from where you were from, and then you're here, like, thriving in your hometown, like, how is that, how does that compare and contrast between you guys? How has it informed you? Oh, for, 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 well, I mean, I'm not. I mean, but oh. you're like, this is like home. You oh know yeah. This, for those who don't know, home. first of all, Veej is an international man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, he tells me all the places he goes. I'm like, what? Talk about Korea, <laughs> yeah, shit, man. Everywhere. For me, I think um, it allowed me the opportunity to not get too stuck in my ways. I, mean, I it was a little bit too late for me. Mm -hmm. I moved out here when I was 22. So I was still pretty like adamant about who I am as an individual and like mm. what I think and what I know. Mm. But what you know is only based on where you are, right? Like your mm. environment is kind of, it makes up, you know, a very good portion, like a really big portion of you. So for me, it was the coolest part about it was, and like, you know, one of the most hardest parts mm. was being out here and seeing, you know, how, how people reacted and moved in their own environment and 
you know, how I could compare and contrast that to like who I am as an individual and like mm. the, I guess just what's instilled in me, mm. you know what I mean? Like from, you know, where I grew up in my environment and, and there, was a, there was a huge comparison. And you know, I kind of had to take, you know, what I enjoyed about this and, and I, I adapted that and I adopted it. And I had to take, I guess, like, you know, what I didn't like about myself from where, you know, the ways that I was just raised and like, you know, how I grew up. And mm. I got to see how other people in, in the world react and act and, and move. And mm. that, I'm still learning that to this day. You know, there's still a lot of things that I wish I could let go about myself that I can't, you know. Mm. Everybody out here knows I have anger issues. Like, it's not a secret, <laughs> man. Like, you know. I remember yeah, when this guy's got like, stories. When he was passed out for a little bit in the room when we were editing the short film, everyone was like, Ian, is it safe to wake him up? And I'm like, yeah, he good. <laughs> like, they were just like, uh, yeah. you know, we good. It's yeah. funny. You know? But it's like one of those things where the more you progress through life, the more you learn, the more you adapt, and the more you just refine yourself as a human being. Mm. And I don't think I'm ever going to get it right, you know, but I can get it closer to that. Mm. That's the cool part. You know, in Kansas City, people are like, like, I think I told it somebody, like, when I first moved out here, somebody in the street came up to me and they're like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm like well, what's up then? Like, you know, like, what are we doing? He's like, yeah. I'm just saying, hey. Like, I'm like, that, that, that's strange to me. Man. Yeah. Like, like I, don't, I don't really know. Like, in Kansas City, man, somebody says, what's up to you? Like, you just put your hands up. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like that thing, yeah. pull up can mean, like. Yeah, pull, yeah, up, pull, pull up, up means square up in different parts of the yeah, country. Yeah, like, like, here, it's just like, come through, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, a, it's just, dip, it's just, there's just up, little man. different things, you know, that I'm <laughs> learning. You know, I'm learning to let go of my anger and all this other shit. And out here, it really helps that. Because, like, yeah. you are the, the most calm motherfucker I've <laughs> ever met in my life. I've never seen you mad, bro. I've seen Ian, like, kind of flustered, but it's just kind of funny. You know? Because he just, like, just, like, mixes up his words and, like, does noises and shit. Yeah, he does make, he yeah. makes noises. Yeah. It's, never, it's never, like, I'm going to, like, freak out mad. You know yeah. what I mean? He just kind of, he's just, like, scrambly and mm. staticky. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, so I think I'm pretty sure I still got that clip of you making noise. Comes with age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. I, I heard that clip and I'm like, that was me. What the fuck? But I mean, you. I mean, Ian's traveled a lot too. So you. Yeah. Like, how do you compare like here to like you know wherever you've been? Cause you, photography and video, I've been taking you a lot of places. Man. People probably don't know that, but like you used to travel a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When I've, I mean. Uh, like a year and a half ago, I went to 10 different states just traveling with the tattoo artist, getting content, doing videos for YouTube and stuff. So I got to see some parts that I, like I was in Louisiana in the middle of nowhere and all that stuff. But um, traveling here from Mexico, kind of like, if the, how kind of, now I'm making weird noises. <laughs> getting flustered. Um, what was the question again? Well, I guess, I guess if anything, you, I mean, you have roots here is like what I'm saying, okay. you know? And I mean, the, the, the one thing I can think about, like just to give you an example, is just having moved everywhere, I don't really have any roots. So like, I, I, haven't, I didn't really grow up with anybody. Like I don't really keep in touch with like somebody I hung out with like in third grade, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's deep, bro. <laughs> like, like, where do you call home? Yes, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, for military kids, it's a, kind of a hard question because there's not, it's really like where you're the most attached to. What impacted you the most? I mean, I'd say Japan. Like, I'd call Japan home. Just like I feel safe Were you there. Born in Japan, right? And I was born in LA, LA. and then uh, I, I was raised here in Mira Mesa for a couple of years, then Japan. But for one, like I feel safe there. Like two, 
it's like where I grew up, like in high school, like super crucial years. Um, and I think it just molded me as a person to be like super open-minded, you know, just being in a, in a culture that's not my own, but being like accepted, you know, and not being like cast out or like being hated on and shit. Like, Everybody showed you love? Yeah, it was just like Japanese people are nice, like in general. I gotta go. <laughs> so, so it's like that, like I'm not very attached to like a place, like I can move and adapt, but um, I would want to move one day eventually, but I think for now, um, you know how a lot of people feel like you have to have to move to LA to like make yeah. it and stuff like that. I want to make it here in my hometown. Yeah. I want to thrive here, kind of like with the studio, like just keep doing things here. Um, someone did say something one day that said, "Don't go to LA until LA's calling you." Something like that. Yeah. Um, that makes I, sense. I've gone to LA with Iman a couple of times to do work up there, and I've gone there for other stuff Came too. Straight back. But <laughs> it's not consistent enough, and I want to. If I have to move to LA one day. Cause obviously, like, I want to shoot more films and stuff, and that—that's like the mecca of it. If I have to, then fuck it, I, I will. But for now, I want to go as long. I don't mind the commute, cause it's not yeah. that consistent. And even if it's every weekend, like every Saturday, if I have to drive to LA, I'm fine with that. I don't want to live there. I want to live here, and I want to just keep growing in the community here. Yeah, I think the going to LA thing is like uh, after. I, mean, I used to be like super anti San Diego. I just wanted to move to New York and shit. Just cause like I'm a city guy and like I'm, I like the yeah. faster pace and things going on all the time. But uh, after living here, being involved and like really trying to make my own space and mark here, I don't know. I just realized that it's just an extra challenge to do it here. You know, like LA can be kind of easy. You just meet the right person, fucking movie director or whatever. Like fucking you meet, meet Drake or something. Really you know what I mean? But I also well, I mean, feel like the competition. There's there's more competition. Yeah, yeah. I mean. The, my mentor before I left he was just like yo it's good that you're moving cause you know the bay is kinda saturated even like LA and all that and I was like that's true but like I don't know like the, I like competition but at the same time he was like in San Diego there's so much more room to just be that guy you know to be the man or be Who that person mentor bro you keep saying I feel like it's like it's, it's, Dr. Dre or something nah, right? but, uh, <laughs> it's this producer in the in the bay he, he did a bunch of tracks for like Heat to Sneak and shit back oh, nice. in the day and uh, he just found me on Twitter like randomly when I was in college and told me to go to the studio. And then we went, I went to the studio, met his graphic designer, we got Thai food, and we hella just like start building from there. And he would just hire me every once in a while. That's why. And then That's love, yeah. after college, he hired me to work at their studio. So I had a full time job. Like recording Damn. studio? Or? It was a design studio, but they had their own recording studio gotcha, too. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it was just full circle. Like he would just like he just took me under his wing, connect me to people. You know, a lot of people in a lot of different places in the world. Bro. Like, how does that how does that pay off for you? I think so. One thing I like is that um, eventually I want to be like good in every city. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. yeah. go somewhere. Like, there's a homie. I don't have to be a tourist. You know, I don't have to do like regular shit. Like, I can just be hanging out. Um, you can but, do the things but, that locals do locals do yeah, yeah. Did, do that but did growing York, up so. in like japan like influence like i think like your like creative side of things like the way that you view certain like aspects of art like that you do like in your like illustrating like, your designs yeah i'd say i'd say growing up not here uh just kind of just opened me up to just really uh exploring and being open-minded to things like Japan is just like on a different level, like culturally, yeah, so technologically. Them, you're influenced by you your know? surroundings, so that just gives a whole different yeah. perspective. Everything there is there's some sort of like elegance to everything it's over like there. Minimalism and yeah. you know, like certain like aspects of like like man. Or everything's like intentional. I feel like you know like fashion there is kind of extra, but then 
if you wore that shit here, it'd be like, yeah, this doesn't make any sense. Like, sure. But there, it's just like intentional. Like, and their technology is ahead of the time. Yeah, dude, we had the, you know how like you can do that uh, Apple Pay shit? I don't know how you, how that shit works. Like you just tap your phone or something. Like an RFID it? shit maybe or something. Dude, they've had that shit since I was in like middle school. Holy oh, shit. Like, you just, I don't know if it connects to your phone bill or whatever, but it's just like you tap the vending machine and fucking charges your phone. That's it. It's wow. been like that for years. Like. Damn. It's, it's just different like I just feel like the culture there is thousands of years old here it's like America's rel- relatively young you know like so there's we not don't have any culture here. yeah it, the yeah. American American values are like so jumbled up yeah. like, like in different countries there's like there's like honor and then there's like you know stuff like that yeah you know? but I'd say we're sure. all just drunk off patriotism here yeah <laughs> you know what's, you know what's good? crazy <laughs> thought too yeah. America is like the newest country and it, it, like in just a couple hundred years, it became the superpower. Bro, we're like, some motherfucking fuck? bullies, bro. I don't know. Yeah. Like what the fuck? I'd say I'd say America's like the police of the yeah. America, like yeah, team team if America could, police. If you guys could move anywhere in the world, where would it be? Like just Probably. like you have a house done, everything's good. Probably it would, Japan. Yeah. Sure. yeah. What part? Tokyo or back like where I grew up. It's like an hour from Tokyo. What you? I don't know exactly, but it has to be somewhere in Europe where there's nice sceneries and back roads where I can own cars that I can own in America. I'm going to Denmark, man, like Copenhagen. Copenhagen. Or like, yeah. like like like, like the Iceland, Netherlands, like that general area. Yeah. Because it's, I can have the cars that I can buy that I can't have here, and the roads, and I can just enjoy. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't even know what the original question was, but uh, <laughs> no, oh no, we were talking about moving to LA, making it here. I was talking to somebody at Art and Rec the other day. We were just talking about San Diego and why people always want to move and stuff. I mean, for one, I think the resources aren't here, or the resources aren't being applied like properly. Like people with money don't invest in the community, you know. And um, another part of it is that I do think that all the pieces are here. It just takes certain people, not everybody. Because I think certain people would play their own role, you know. Like I think certain people need to be here with like the bigger picture ideas, you know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody here is are the individual pieces that make up this like community we're trying to build in San Diego. You know, we just have to put the time and effort in without like needing to be reciprocated for it immediately. Yeah. That's the most important part, right? It, it's like it's just invest. It's like investing, you know. Like I'm invested, you know. I, I like I put my name out there. I put my name to things, you know. I've attached my name on things. But I think it'd be great if people were less afraid to like like to put themselves out there like sure. that. And I mean, we we can I, I do believe that we can make it out in San Diego. It'll just take longer. It's just like believe actually like believing you can do it because I think anybody can make it to LA. Well, somebody yeah. that's from like not from here, like, explain to me like why do you guys think that San Diego's not like doesn't have the potential that Los Angeles does? Like besides like obviously like the network in mm. LA, like why couldn't we make this something you know? Well, I think it's because we're so close to LA, we're in its in its shadow, and all the, like I said, the industries there, like, where there's like Red Bull, there's like you know MTV and shit. Like, what do we really have here? There's kind of there's startups, uh, there's like like our sports teams mostly left. You know, the Chargers I think, left. I think the fact that we're so close that I think majority of the people instead of building, it's like oh, we can just go to LA. Yeah, and it's I just feel so like close as, as a whole. I just see LA downstream. is like like from the outside. Like looking in, it's like a place where just dreams die, man. Like, I think I've been I think to LA, your soul out and there, I have man. seen so many like people who were just they just look like they're like dead inside, like man. Yeah, it's like there's like walking the streets, like trying to find something that like I don't think is there. Mm. You know what I mean? 
but that's just like my perspective on it. Like, I, I, I would never personally move to LA because I don't think I could handle like just the little everyday things. You know what I mean? Like, I can't find parking space. I, wanna, yeah, I can't do that chat and shit. Yeah, man. It's like, yo, like you can't put a price tag on a piece of mind. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, I'll go I, work there if they I think need you get to. Get high blood pressure or some shit living out there. That's why motherfuckers die at 40. You're yeah, like, that's what you said. Like, like, that's <laughs> the, exactly the road rage and the traffic yeah. and shit. <laughs> We're not meant to deal with that kind of pressure. You know, like that stress level. Mm. I think we don't have enough going on. We're already like, we already have to go to like work and shit for the day. We need to spend two more hours extra in traffic. Just to get to work like, come and on, to man. get home. Last time I was in LA, it took me four hours to get back to San Diego. Yeah. It's, one, get, it's getting longer and longer. One time I, I went to LA Friday at 3 p.m., worst time. It took me four hours, 45 minutes to get to my destination. I was in my car for almost five hours. Yeah. I was like, yo. This shit sucks. Uh, Dude, Elon Musk just needs to make that fucking the super hyper- train. Oh, thing. man. Yeah. It was like 30, 30 minutes, right? I think it's 30 minutes to the bay. Or an yeah. hour. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. I feel like your like gonna leave your body on the way up to that shit. <laughs> you gotta wait for a soul yeah. to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Japan already has the bullet train, you know? It's not as fast as like this Hyperloop thing, but it's... It's, I think it's comparable. We need you know? more Elon Musks in this world, man. Elon Musk for president, for real. Yeah. He's definitely progressing us, you know, like, I think the government canceled the space program or whatever, but he's trying to, like, do space shit. He's I'm like, yo, I got that. the money, let's go. The it's cool good. thing about yeah. Elon Musk is he took everything that he made from his first business, like, mm. all that money and was put that, like, it right PayPal back in. Was that, like, PayPal or something? Um, it, was, uh, it, was, it was something like that. I can't remember. It was, like, that online mm. uh, money service thing. In the 90s, thing. right? Something like that. He took all that money and then invested it right into his next business. And he does mm-hmm. the same exact thing for every business, man. He just... Did you see that he was finally giving out those flamethrowers that people ordered? Man, that shit looks fucking dangerous. <laughs> like he has that to, like, label it not a flamethrower. But it, like, but it is a fucking... Yeah. Like yeah. It is a fucking... You can't shit that shit. <laughs> That's a fucking... Weapon, he, he's doing all this stuff, making... It's funny that he calls it Boring Company. Because he's like, yo, I'm just fucking bored. Company. I'm making some yeah. fucking flamethrowers. He actually you know? made flamethrowers, man. It's, I don't know. I think he's super smart. You know, definitely. SpaceX need more of that. is like revolutionary. You know, because like you can bring those rockets, the shells right back down. That's some crazy shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of more interested in uh, like exploring the ocean and shit. I, I want to know what's down there. Yeah. Dude. I kind of don't though. It's kind of terrifying. So I've seen like some of that shit that they I'm find. I'm kind of curious of like what we can find. Those fucking eels and shit with like the the razor sharp teeth and shit. Yeah, Fuck that no, shit, dude. Things with a little light bulb on top of their head. We haven't seen. Ever. Yeah, I'm sure we we don't even know what the fuck is going on. We have no clue. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. Um, Atlantis. Kind of like how they've, they've found like <laughs> statues and cities down there. There's probably even more and more and more. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, there has to be. What, what we've only discovered like what like five percent of our ocean is it? Yeah, we've only explored. I don't know the statistics on it, but I, I, know I mean, I think it's like because it's so much pressure to be underwater. Like you can't fucking do anything. I'm sure Elon Musk Gravity, can create something like, that should like yeah. swim really fast or something. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Was that dude who did Avatar? Like uh, Cameron guys? Yeah, he made a little submarine. Yeah, he's the, the one that's pushing. He's the one pushing it, like the... doing underwater, really? tra- underwater traveling and shit. But that's crazy. Okay. You could find a way where that shit won't like crush you. Yeah. You know, under the pressure. I don't know. I don't know what it's gonna be. I'm not going down there first. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be down to live on like a floating island or something. Have you seen there? Someone made a floating island with uh, recycled bottles. Like it's like an actual island. Yeah, they put sand. They built mm-hmm. stuff. It's an island that's probably like yeah. kind of big, but not that big, you know. But it's all floating, and underneath is just a bunch of uh, 
bottles of recycle that like that's netted mm. just to make it flow, but they build an island on top of recycled shit. That's crazy. Like, what the fuck? You know, you know. I think it was one person too. I, I don't know. Don't quote me. You know, a big part of San Francisco is just a landfill. It's not. It's not even real land. That's why they're always afraid of earthquakes and shit, because that shit will just slide off. Yeah. Jeez. A fun fact. So. But, okay, so back, back. Can we get super off topic? <laughs> no, I mean, it's great. Talk I about mean, whatever. Just talk about regular <laughs> yeah. shit. But, did you play Fortnite last night? I'm scared. I did, actually. Dude, I've been getting really good. I'm not really good, but I've been getting like three or four kills a game. You know, I usually got, get zero. I want to compete. I want to compete in some type of I watched, game next dude, year. Dude, I something. watched the fucking Pro-Am, like the actual competition, dude. The total prize money was three million dollars. They split, I think, a million for the the winner. Either five hundred thousand or a million to get to charity. All Fortnite, dude. I think just playing for video playing a video game, game you get that yeah. much money. Wait, yeah, wait, they just trying to get good. It was a they paired a, a pro Fortnite player with a celebrity. Isn't so that the, game like brand new? No, nah, so it's been, it's been around for like almost a year, but it only started popping off. Just like the marketing is super good and like the concept is super good. I mean, they just stole it from PUBG, but the building thing is like where it's at. Yeah. But, um, I haven't owned like a video console since I was probably like 14 years old, but he had me playing Call of Duty at the studio like on breaks well, and when stuff. When we first got yeah. the studio opened and like we were painting and stuff, we, he would always be like, want to go down some play. sticks real yeah. quick? Yeah. And yeah. he played and he got hooked and I'm like, yes, because we will get yeah. there. I'm ready to paint. He's like, you want to play like two games real quick? I'm it's like, only right. Call of Duty though. I, I can't. Like, it's too stressful. It's that competitive shit in my head that always gets Remember me. Remember the last game? <laughs> Man, I'm not that good at it yet, but I'll get there. No, no, you're pretty good. You're getting there, yeah. Bruh, fucking, I, I was listening to Jesus and Mero. They're saying um, Fortnite made like maybe 300 million just off of DLCs, just off of downloading skins and weapons. People and just shit. buying shit in the 300 game. 300 million, bro. And then they're distributing 100 million between tournaments so people can get prize money. Dude, it's fucking let's genius, dude. Let's go. Fucking genius. And I was watching, uh, I watched this one professional team, it's called TSM. Fucking all the members, they, they bought a house off of that Fortnite money in LA. And they bought them all new equipment, and then a Chipotle. They so just them. stay home and play, a, right? Yeah, a year's worth of free Chipotle. They probably got like Dr Pepper sponsorships too. See, that's so ridiculous, man. Cause like, whenever I was growing up, like, yeah, they I told us to stop playing video games. No video games. Like, the only re- like I equated video games like just like sweaty people so that smell like Mountain Dew, yeah, shit. like in Doritos. Like that's how I equated that shit. So like, I never wanted to do that shit. Cause if you play video games, you weren't gonna get the girls. Dude, yeah, a couple years and ago. Now it's like people making a hundred million dollars off yeah. video games. More than doctors and shit. Like, what? Yeah, playing video games. Did not uh, you sent me that podcast or whatever with uh, Joe Rogan or whatever? It's like, yo, like. These gamers are making more than lawyers, bro. Like, lawyers you can't say shit to somebody making more money. I'm about to go Just get an Xbox. Video games, yeah, I'm about to go get Dude, an Xbox. 200 is best buy. <laughs> I'm gonna make a quick million dollars and be out real fast. I, I dated a girl a couple uh, years ago, and she asked me, like, if we end up together, like, are you gonna play video games when you're older? I was like, what, do you think it's just for kids? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, everyone plays video games, even football players and like yeah. older people. She thought that video, her perspective was that video games are for kids. That's how I viewed it And she it questioned always, me like, are you gonna be doing that when we're like dating in the future? And I was like, yeah, like. But see, that's how I viewed it. Like, it's like, you know, instead of like spending time on like something that's not real, spend yeah. time on something that is real. There was, but that's just what's been instilled in me. When I was I mean? in, uh, before I did photo and video full time and I was like, yo, I need to do something with my life. I would go to my job, I would come home and play Call of Duty from 6 p.m. to midnight and then I would eat dinner, shower, sleep three wow. hours, go to work. But I was like really good. I, I did that to, shit at Halo too. I used to play with uh, two of my friends, uh, hardcore, and we would just, just play. I never competed and like, 
I never knew that like streaming was gonna get to where it yeah. is and competing, and now I'm just like, like now that I'm awake to it, I don't have as much time as I did before. Uh, but it's like, yo, I can still do an hour a night just to like get better, and I wanna I wanna try competing just for fun, just see where I'm at. You know? I think having video games uh, and streaming like coincided. I think it's the now and the future. Now in the future of uh, entertainment, yeah. Because yeah. people watch basketball, they don't know who the fuck is playing, you know? They still watch it because it's, like, exciting. Mm-hmm. Same thing with video games, bro. Like, I just passively just watch Fortnite <laughs> people play Fortnite. And it's just entertaining, you know? Yeah, we got to build that team and just play. Stream once we should get, like, a real paintball team going or something out here, man. I'm that down, actually. Fun. I'm competitive, bro. That, if you want to see me mad, dude, just fucking <laughs> put me in a competitive situation, dude. I, I like to win. Dude, you know well, we're saying? playing Call of Duty and we're like dying. We're like, oh, fuck. We're just like, like you cussing. Fucking hoe ass. Yeah, he's like, you hoe. <laughs> that's <laughs> the Bay Area that got For like five minutes, we're just like cussing. That's not the Japan side. That's the Bay Area that did that. A little aggressive, bro. Look. I guess back on topic, I guess. But I think. I think uh, with anybody that that's creative, I think consistency is like probably that would be their best uh, plan of action or tools. I mean, how has the consistency played a role in you guys making moves? Because obviously you got the studio, you're getting these bigger gigs, you, you have time to like be in these like competitions or whatever. Um, how is just being consistent in your hustle like my my mom? My mom told me a couple years ago something that really resonated with me that's kind of stuck with me forever. She said, um, you know, you can get this little nine to five job right now, you know, and you're going to fuck around and miss the opportunities that you would have had if you would have just been working on whatever it is that you truly want to work on, you know? It's not, I don't know if it's about being consistent in your work, but it is, you know, being consistent in, you know, putting the time to be where you need to be. Mm. And you will get those opportunities every now. You know what I mean? Like when, when you when you need them the most. Um, for me, like you know, I can be consistent in my work and learn more, but that's probably not going to provide me more opportunities. Mm. Being consistent in you know like being a part of whatever culture it is that you want to be a part of, and like being like you know making sure that you're going to like these like you know live performances and telling people, hey, you know, this is what I do. You know what I mean? Like, this is my website, whatever, here's a business card, here's my contact information. That's gotten me so much farther than sitting in the studio all day and just, like, mastering my craft. Because that'll always come, you know? Like, your 10,000 hours will come from getting the clients that you need. You know what I mean? Like, practice on your own time and then put in, like, 150% of the work, making sure that you can solidify the, you know, your career. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's what consistency is for me. It's, it's always having work to do not always doing work you know what i mean does that yeah, make sense yeah having a yeah. having a full yeah. plate at all times yeah whether it be paid or or just you working on your own stuff going out taking yeah. photos just to keep the ball going always doing something there's days where i do stay home where like a day or two i won't leave the house just like go to the gym and back but just to like catch up on editing or like do other things from the house but after like two days like yo i need to be out like doing something else even like meeting up with you guys like, at a coffee shop, you don't know who you're gonna run into. Kind of like you, like. That just happened to me the other day. Yeah, I was yeah. recording a listen podcast here, and um, somebody came up and they hired me for their podcast. You know, so we're oh, gonna do you, that. What are you doing? Yeah, and exactly. Then, like, yeah. goes from there. I think I always tell people that a lot of uh, 
success just success or like notoriety or like when people are like oh how do you know everybody or how do you get these these jobs and shit i think a lot of it is just showing up to things and being involved like i was telling this kid uh i mean he was saying he was just shy and shit so he didn't want to be doing all that shit and i told him i was like dude just like put the least amount of effort into showing up like you don't even have to talk to anybody but like if you become that familiar face like people are gonna be like oh like i seen you at that last thing like right. just didn't want to say anything but you know maybe they might say something next time or like someone sees you snapping photos someone yeah like you're saying like they're gonna be like oh can i hire you like you need to show up show up for yourself and show up for your craft like i think that's super important you also have to check your personality too if you're yeah. shy man like that's that's not that's gonna, not gonna you. help you yeah, yeah yeah change it if you really want to be successful in mm -hmm. in whatever it is that you're doing and you know like the necessary steps you need to take just do it you have to be it's not about little. you per se like a, as much as it is about getting what you want out of, out of this world I mean, for me for me I, i'm still shy like I, I i was i was hella shy when i was younger like i, I didn't be talking to anybody and shit but i think when you like get into this creative business or just like get in a business of your own or just being in the real world like you need to be able to turn that shit off like exactly. on yeah. and off like okay i can be social uh in a business sense but maybe personally i'm just like i don't i don't be talking to people there's vegan you know I mean? and there's valentine yeah right? like yeah, it's, yeah. it's two different things you know when you're at the house be yeah. whoever you want to be yeah there's like me talking to the homies is beige and then me and clients like Oh, uh, yeah, just email me, you know, I'm talking in, in like, in like full sentences and words and shit, right. no slang, you know, and then when the homies, like, I, the homies know me, like, I can be quiet or I can talk, you know, so I think it's just a matter of, like you're saying, like, the gauge the situation and like, that, yeah, put yourself out there, like, it's not going to help you to be quiet, it's like, being shy isn't cute, you know what I'm saying, like, at a certain point, like, you're a grown man. Yeah, like, like, you're yeah, grown, like, yeah. Yeah, you're a grown human being. In middle like, school, you know, it's cool, you know yeah. but not, not. It's not, yeah, it's like, yo. Yeah, girls think it's quirky in middle school, but like, Making in the business in the yeah. business world, bro, like, they're if just going to write you off. If I can offer else. any advice to anybody that's like doing anything, no matter if it's creative or at your job or whatever it is, or just even like hanging out with people, it's like the most important thing that you can do, or what I look for in others, like, you know, that I choose to like partner myself with is, you know, being able to feel out of room and act accordingly. Mm. That's like the number one thing that's going to get you farther than you've ever been before. Because mm. if you walk into a room and like you don't know how to fill out a room and like you're like, you know, you're too turned up when people are like trying to like focus, that's like a dead get, like first impressions everything, man. You know, you don't want to be like that guy that's like mm. acting out or Everyone acting looking at you like, yo, yeah, you need like, to bring it down a little. It's like, yo, these are our potential clients. Like you're, you're fucking this up right now, yeah. stop it. They don't want to work with somebody who's either like too like, cool like too shy or too out like up front in your face so you have to find that really middle ground unless it's something that calls for being turned the fuck yeah. up you know what i mean and then it, it, i'm not the, like i'm not a kind of person that likes to turn up ever mm. like i i play the background in any situation like if mm. i'm at the club i'm in the corner sip my little drink and, and i'll go home with your backpack on exactly yeah, yeah. with the backpack <laughs> yeah. i don't go anywhere with that <laughs> no like, i think that's definitely important like like uh, if you're hanging out with if you want to work with rappers and shit and like you're in the club with the rappers like they might not want somebody super shy or being hella fucking stuck up and shit, you know? Sure, yeah. They might want you turning up or at least like socializing, but yeah. in like the boardroom and shit, they don't want you fucking taking calls, being rude or like exactly. or like making jokes and shit. They just want to get to the point, get back, get down to business. So I do think that's super important. I never really like thought about like, oh, feel out of room, but I think the way I express that is that there's like a time and place for everything. Yeah. Exactly, and that's the thing about being a freelancer. You work with so many different like ranges and aspects of the kinds of people that you're, you know, you're around every day. Like you could be 
you know, one day you could be like next to a guy in a suit, like, you know, talking real business, and the next day you could be in the club, and you're still getting paid the yeah. same amount, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, and you also, even at, even at that, like, you know, if you're like at the club, you don't ever want to like try and outshine the rapper. You yeah. want to be like more turned than the rapper is. Like, he's going to be yeah. yo, like, you need to take into consideration I be the artist. Their, yeah, their like, ego, yeah. you know what yeah, I'm saying? Exactly. So, it's, it's just, that's the big, for me, that's a bit, like, the biggest thing to consider. You know what I mean? That'll take you farther than probably any other thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, you got anything? Say I thought we were just shining in, too. <laughs> well, are we on the same question of consistency or are we already passed Yeah, that? no, he was talking about consistency Consist- as far as having a full plate. And he was talking about how he got that consistency through the these, like, connecting with people rather than working super hard, being, like, uh, like a hundred percent focus on your craft because I think you, like they say like you can, it doesn't matter if you're talented but if you don't work hard like what the fuck is the use you yeah. know what I'm saying so someone that works hard but is less talented you can get way farther than being more talented but yeah. working less always hard. Oh, yeah I mean because there was a point in time in my life where I was doing like you know 40-45 hours at my internship for free mm. and like I was like bothering the shit out of all my teachers to like you know just like give me something to work on I just want to try it and I want to show it to you and you can you know show it to everybody else you know in class and all this other shit you know what I mean I didn't get paid for anything for like five six months but I was still out there doing as much as I humanly you know possibly could and eventually it kind of did like a a 180 and then I started getting paid and then doing less work you know what I mean so it's like it it all balances out at a certain point but you just have to go so fucking hard for whatever you want to do like let it kill you. Mm. I think I was working for a while. You know? I think I was working harder when I had a when I had my job when I did the clothing brand a couple mm. years ago uh, because I was so limited with time. So I would go to a job and do whatever I had to do for the clothing line. So right now I'm trying to find the structure with um, with me so I can enjoy my nights more instead of like working and not working. Yeah. Uh, so with the studio opening, I want to make it so like, yo, I'm there Monday to Friday, like have a 10 to 5. Yeah. If I'm not shooting or the studio's not booked, I want to be editing there. I want to like make it more of like work hours. That way evenings are like, yo, I can I can relax a little without feeling bad about... And him and I get into an argument about this all the time because I'm like, you can't, you don't have the luxury to do that yet. But I'm still working because <laughs> I still work at night, so you know? but I want to... Yeah. I feel like if I can work six hours straight instead of kind of like throughout the day yeah. I can get more done than throughout the day and like but what if you work 12 hours straight <laughs> but like I'm still, yeah. honestly I'm probably still gonna go home yeah. and work because that's how I am but like I gotta find the structure of like I gotta be at the studio I gotta be editing I gotta instead of like always kind of hanging out and doing all that stuff so. yeah I think I think it's a matter of feeling out your comfortability like as far as uh do you need structure? Are you more of like a winging it type of person? Or, yeah, something along those lines. Like, it's just, we all work differently. Like, sometimes I don't mesh with people that take it too seriously. Like, uh, I'm like a procrastinator, but it always gets done. Like, I don't, I don't think people, a lot of people would mesh with that, but that's how I work, which yeah. is probably why I work alone a lot of times. But yeah. um, I do have a question yeah. to see what you guys think about this. Mm. Um, what do you think about a client texting you at 1 30 in the morning nah man boundaries dude okay i don't i don't email people on the weekends like because that's what my teacher told me he's like he he said that he sets hours where if a client hits him like a minute after five not gonna get an answer until like 10 in the morning yeah. 
Because I had a client, he texted yeah, me like at 1.30 in the morning. Yeah, I respond. Like, I don't have that luxury. <laughs> I respond no matter what. But a lot of my clients are my homies. Yeah. So it's a little bit different. Well, some clients, like, I, I don't, I've met them once and we don't really hang out or anything, but he texted me at 1.30 in the morning, like, yo, can we meet tomorrow? And like, I didn't reply to the next day, but I'm like, I, I don't think we're there for you to be texting yeah. at me a at 1.30 point, in the morning. That other person should have had discretion, yeah. right? Like to, yeah. to, you just know. boundaries. Yeah, and I was just like, you know, like, what are you I also texting? don't want to text, text, you wouldn't text, text like Subway. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Like 1.30 in the morning, you wouldn't call them. I like, called yeah. my uh, financial advisor on Friday at like at 3.30, and I knew that if he doesn't pick up, I'm not going to hear from him from Monday till Monday, and that's how I knew it was going to happen. I called him, he didn't answer, Monday, 8 in the morning. Hey man, yeah. how's it going? How was your weekend? Yeah, and exactly. It's like, that's how it should be, you know? I mean, for me, I just for don't. Some things. I just want to encourage that behavior of hitting me up after hours and on the weekends and shit. Like, this is like my time. You know what I'm saying? Or oh, it's like Friday night, 8 p.m. They're trying to like call you and do something, and it's like I got other yeah, things bro, to do about like, my life. You're drunk as hell trying to text the client back. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like yeah, yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> like damn, you should get a social life. Like don't hit me up. Like it's 8 p.m. on a Friday. Like what's up? But that's kind of like the. Um, I think those things get misconstrued because, you know. Freelancing is kind of a new mm. lane and a new realm that I don't yeah. think people know how to maneuver in yet. Even the freelancers themselves, mm. like we're still trying to kind of figure out, you know, what, how do we make this work to where, you know, people want to come to us instead of a, a major business? Yeah, I mean, I guess that edge would be just be available. You yeah, know? you know, I mean, like that's, I guess that's kind of part of like the, the sell of it all, right? Like, you know, mm. we, we, we're readily available and we're ready to go and we, you know, we don't charge as much as huge corporations for like the same kind of shit. But I think I think as a freelancer, you're afforded that luxury of like being able to say no. That's why we do it, right? Yeah. So we don't have to do the shit that we don't want to do. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you don't yeah. have to answer them unless you really do want that gig or you really do want to build that relationship. Like, it's up to your discretion. And maybe they do business a different way, and it's a matter of feeling it out. And if they don't like it, man, tell them to talk to your manager. <laughs> <laughs> you're the manager. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys, you know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bored to do yourself, and if you're not mad at yourself, then fuck. I always be doing that. Like, if people ask me to take the day off, I'm like, yeah, let me talk to my fucking boss, man. Yeah. Being real hard ass, bro. And I was like, oh, okay. Five minutes later, he's like, I said it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> you take the day off. But, uh, I mean, I guess we should ra- wrap it up soon. Sure. I think I think we gotta check our meters soon. Anyway, mine yeah. is uh, 47, so I got 30. What's um? No, what's probably the most important thing you've learned as, as like a, you know, in your career, like something that people can take with them and apply to their lives that, you know, no matter which way you look at it, it'll, it'll benefit them. Mm. Huh. I mean, professionally, I guess there's a couple things I can, I can mention. Uh, you're going to have to, I used to be like anti this, but like ever since... But yeah, just talking to mentors or older people or people who've been in the game a lot more. Uh, like I used to be anti like, paying dues. Like I was like, yo, that's outdated, outdated way of thinking. Sure. Like the older heads just want to kind of like, be gatekeepers and keep you down and shit. Yeah. But I think to an extent that's true. But you need to recognize that, uh, like older heads pay attention to people who are kind of humble enough to, you know, like work for free a little bit or put in the extra hours or people put themselves out there more yeah. you know like that i think that's part of paying your dues like that that can mean a million different things sure but um i think that's important i think another thing is uh not to outwork not to overwork yourself like 
mental yeah. health is an important yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, you're better. You produce better things, or you're more creative, or you're more hardworking when like you're 100. Sure. Not when you're burnt out. You know, yeah. like you shouldn't be stay. I mean, not, unless you're doing like a fucking 48 hour video competition, you shouldn't be up for like 48 hours working on one thing. I, I like, took the next day off as much as I yeah. wanted to work. I'm Take like, a day you know what? I need to just you know? chill today because I feel like I deserved after being up for sure. that much time. And I, there's nothing wrong with that. I think like social media and just like shit like that has like tainted this idea of working for yourself that you need to just be on a hundred the whole time like nah like you need to learn to enjoy your time take it easy and recharge because like i was saying like when you're back at a hundred percent your work's back at a hundred percent your i feel like your work deteriorates as much as you deteriorate like if you're at 50 percent your work's gonna be at 50 percent sure. you know um and, and the last thing is that social media should be a tool man like don't get too caught up because that's how I met my mentors, like half half or most of my friends, half or most of my clients, all on the internet. And I mean, you can still be like out of pocket and funny and shit, but don't take it too seriously. Yeah, you know? shit I like get that. that. Like, don't let that be where you get your validation from, I guess. Because then you'll be disappointed a lot. Hell yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's... Unless V's retweets you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I mean... I'm I'm pretty loose with the with the retweet button and the likes. <laughs> People always talk about like oh like there's all these girls popping up on on Twitter. I'm like it's beige liking the photos. I'm like yo like why wouldn't you like the photo? Like <laughs> gotta show love. You know, I gotta show love. You know what I'm saying? I'm not against. I'm not. I don't care, man. I'm single. Yeah. I'm, I'm single. You know. Whatever. Do whatever you want. <laughs> I like all those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think a good thing is yeah. um, keeping your emotions out of it as well, out of yeah, business, definitely. you know, especially when you have to like, you know, text clients and, mm-hmm. you know, take phone calls personally on your cell phone and everything with clients. Keep, if you're having a bad day, man, don't, don't, take don't allow that to show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't allow that to show because you will lose clients for that. You know what yeah. I mean? If like you're frustrated with some shit that's going on in your world, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As soon as you answer that phone, as soon as you write that email, it, it's this gone. Is Turn it's gone. It, it goes away. Yeah, i seen that on, on Twitter. Like somebody, uh this rapper was calling out all these like graphic designers because they couldn't get what he wanted and I was like oh I saw that I was like fuck dude like uh, maybe you're just not working with the right designer like these guys are talented and then this fool like added all of them he like called him out he got one of them a bitch he's like oh this one just couldn't get it this one's emotional I was like okay I get the emotional dude because I've seen his tweets before <laughs> but I was just like damn like on your end this is mad unprofessional like, I wouldn't want to work with yeah. you um and I mean, yeah, you're I'm scaring the, off the work, right? Yeah. Like, for people future, are not gonna yeah. want to work with them. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> wants to be called a bitch on Twitter by like, yeah. some famous rapper. <laughs> so, like, damn. Even now the I des- gotta fuck him up. <laughs> even the designer too, though. Like, you, the designer got hella pissed and he got emotional. I was like, damn, you should have just showed some damn, fucking. Just beefing on Twitter. Yeah, you should have just showed some grace Clash, or whatever. Yeah. You know, some clashes. Be like, hey, like. Uh, sorry, you didn't I mean, like sorry my work. Sorry, you didn't like yeah. it. Uh, good, best of luck. Like, I had to do that shit. Like, you, it's easy to get petty, bro. Like, but it takes a lot to just be like. And it's, I mean, it shows a lot to other people as well. You know yeah. I mean, that like you took it like a champ. Because I've had people that didn't like my work before. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has. At a certain point, it's like, oh, we just, you know, our visions were a little bit different. I couldn't get what you wanted. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I can refer you to somebody that may. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's still all love at the end of the day. Everyone your, has their own style. So their artwork, maybe man. Like, we're just there to them. facilitate it a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. they create it. We're just there to facilitate it in a certain in a certain form. Uh, can I plug something before we leave? Yeah, yeah. I know that you're like the international man. <laughs> yeah, just plug. Yeah, <laughs> so I think at um, Gold Standard Studios, we're going to be flying somebody in um, in the next couple of months. Uh-huh. We'll put them up, you know, in housing for a couple of days and they can either, you know, if you're a recording artist, you know, we'll record 
your project for free, you know, mm -hmm. however long it takes, you know, a couple days. And I don't know if you're willing to do like a little short vlog yep. on it and everything. Yeah, Something so. photo, videos. Pretty yeah, much like so. package deal then. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. Get your project recorded, we'll fly you in, we'll house you, pay for your food. How's that? So how does one go about doing that? For one, they gotta listen to the end of this. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, and that's, <laughs> that's the best part. Gotta throw yeah. it at the end. It's at the end, man. If you stay down this long, like you deserve it. So um you can email goldstandardinformation at gmail.com and just kind of, you know, give us a reason why, you know, you should be flown out here. Send us your social media so we can follow you and everything and we can keep in contact with you and we'll go from there in a couple months. Damn, that's a good deal. I bet I mean I feel like that can jumpstart anybody's career. You know what I'm saying? Nothing to lose, man. Yeah. Yeah, nothing to lose, everything to gain. And you get a free trip to Cali Come Kick with us. Yeah, you'll be in San Diego, we'll take you to Tacos El Gordo. Yep. <laughs> you get to hang out with all of us. Yeah, like, you get to hang out with people you've seen on Twitter and Instagram. Not do touristy things, but like local stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right. we might take you to TJ. If that's, the, <laughs> if that's the plan. No, no guarantees, you know what I'm saying? Bring a passport. But uh yeah, I guess I guess we could wrap it up after that. Um, I guess one thing I ask a lot of people, you've done this before, but I know Ayman has, uh, has a lot to say about a lot of things, so I think this will be really interesting. <laughs> Give me your, your top, or your, just your number one unpopular opinion right now. Ooh. Nothing too problematic, you know what I'm saying? But what is, <laughs> what is it though? My number one, because I, I got a lot, man. Or give me a couple. Um, don't get too deep into it, just say it. No, no, no explanations needed, this sure. is how you it's feel. It's not fucking cool to have haters. That's my unpopular opinion. Yeah. It's not cool. Like, why would you flex like haters? That's embarrassing, man. Like, it's not cool that people hate you. Number one. Um, I'm trying to think of some other ones. My unpopular opinions. Hmm. I see them all the time on Twitter. Like, I, I never like. What about really what's, of, what are you, what's your unpopular rap opinion or your hip hop music opinion? Something. I know yours. Yours, you think J Cole is trash? I like. No, I don't, see, see, I don't think I don't think J Cole is trash. He's just not for me. That's fair. Oh, yeah. I respect you saying that. But Russ is trash. Fair Russ enough. is trash. I've never listened I to like his music. Um, so. my, unpopular, my unpopular rap opinion. Mm. I think it's just rap right now. This is a whole unpopular opinion. I'm not, I'm really not liking where it's going, where it's uh -huh. headed. I think it was going pretty good for a while. Like we were starting to get right back on track, and like I mean, just like how we were talking about, man. Like all these fucking kids, the, the Batman like, villains. <laughs> they scared the shit out of me. Dude. Like, that fucking shit makes demons, me, dude. Like They're I like gargoyles, man. Imagine like being on the same street as them, like walking past. Like you, you kind of step a little bit to the right. You know what I mean? Like that's they just make me uncomfortable as yeah. individuals. Like because I feel like um, that's not who they truly are. And if it is, all power to them, and I respect that. But at a certain point, you know, you have to understand that this is the an entertainment industry. Yeah. And people get used. And they're really yeah, I mean, they gotta have they gotta have an edge, you know, like nobody. You don't. That's the unpopular opinion. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have the edge. The music just has to be good. Look at all the greats, man. Saying. Like they were just them, you know. And if you're just being you, then be you. But okay, but what I about, wouldn't kick it with you. But well, <laughs> what about okay? So Drake or Pusha T? Who won? Who won that? Um. Truthfully, I don't think either one of them won. As okay. as as like the OG, you know what I mean? Like you should never come at like you know somebody who is influencing any any genre of music in a positive way. Mm. Number one. Number two. As a man, you're kind of a bitch for like speaking on like my personal business. Like yeah. that's some shit like that I would like have to come see you about. Yeah. Like and you know come sit down. Like I, I was like I just say this shit all the time. Come sit down with me before this shit escalates. Cause to yeah. me. Music is music, fuck it, they can have it, right? But when it gets that personal, bro, like, I'm gonna fuck you up if you yeah. ever say some shit like that about me or my baby mama or my child. Your son, yeah. Like, you're gonna get hurt. I don't give a fuck who you know. Like, mm. fuck that shit. 
if, if it was me and Pusha T, I don't care how much money I have to lose, bro. Like, that's your respect at the end of the day. That's your reputation. Don't ever let anybody tarnish that for me. Like, it might, talk a lot about reputation. Nobody like, won. Bro. I think, like, I think everybody lost. What you really have is your name. You know what I'm saying? So like, your reputation. Like, you can't let anybody tarnish that shit. You die for it. You, you know can't what I'm tarnish your own reputation. Die like, for it. But that's I, the shit that you die for. In my opinion, though, I think. I mean, as much as I love Pusha T, I think Drake won it because like he, he didn't lose anything. He didn't have he, to do it again because if he replied, it, then it's just like, it's, when is it gonna end? And it's just marketing. You know what I'm saying? Like, it gave him a, it gave him gave people reason to talk about him. He put out this music video with Degrassi in it, like, like nothing ever happened, like, and he acts like nothing ever happened. But Pusha T is so pressed all the time about it, like, and I honestly wouldn't. I mean, I'm just more entertained by Drake, dude. Like, I, Pusha T got bars, but Pusha is hard, and Drake not, is both hard. It's two different realms, you know like, and like, if you're really a street cat, you know what I'm saying? Like, why are you exposing somebody? That's some yeah. bitch ass shit. Like, that's like me knowing somebody about Ian, and then I get on wax and like start talking about, like, yeah. that's. Like we're in the, we you got a kid somewhere. Shut up, like, yo. What's, what's <laughs> no, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's well, privileged I, information. That's some crazy shit, man. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't even have like the audacity to say that. I wouldn't feel right as a human being or a man mm. at the end of the day, like speaking on somebody else's business like that. That's some gossip shit. I don't, I don't know what's real or not, but if it is real and he wanted to keep that private, that's a little fucked up too. To, like, that's some gossip shit. To Why do you even know world? that about this man? Mm. Somebody had to tell you that was close to him, mm. and that's some even more bitch ass shit. Like. Sorry, I'm not trying to curse so much nah, now, but like I, I get mad about that. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, this is what the popular opinion <laughs> I feel like I did really good this whole podcast of not cursing, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> like, talking, yeah. 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 Nah, but I, I definitely think, I mean, Drake, I think I feel like Drake's career can only get bigger, and then Pusha T's kind of just leveled out, you know? Like, And who's still talking about Daytona? Not really. It's fire, but nobody really, you know what I mean? I think everyone's like waiting for Drake's. Yeah, people are just gonna drop. wait for his shit to drop. People watch the fucking video. People forgot about what he said already. The thing about Drake, man, is like he has the girls on his side. And once you have yeah. women on your side, bro, like they and will he's ride. R- he's like R and B. He can shit, switch. You know what I mean? That's why so I love good. women so much, man. They will ride with you to the fucking brakes <laughs> fall off. They don't give a damn. Yeah. Like guys, we're kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like just handle your business. You know what I mean? Like girls are like, they will, like Beyonce, like her fans, bro. Oh my god, I would hate for them to hate okay, me. Hives and stands <laughs> and shit. Yeah. That shit'll make you depressed, bro. Like the whole world hates you. Like, damn, that's a lot. Like, that's that's a lot of shit. And you can't pull up on them. They're like, <laughs> they got pr- they're, they're like sixteen. You can't swing on yeah, some you under, can't, underage. First kids. of all, they're women. You can't swing on them. Period. Second of all, they're like under A. Like you can't even talk. To them. You can't even say nothing bad to them. Like, yeah. Like, where's your mom? Shit. Like, did you just call that little girl a bitch? Like, what are you doing? Like, you you just can't say nothing, yeah. bro. Like. It's a lose-lose. Yeah. I think it's a lose-lose for everybody, but... I think my unpopular opinion about, like, the, the music right now is is the content that needs to be... People are always think, saying, you know, like, more songs, more videos, more this, more that. I think that, um... I get it, because the, the, the generation that we're in, it's like, more, 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 people forget fast. But I think that, you know, like, you know, Kendrick, he puts out maybe one project a year, if that. You know, all these people like they they know when their time is, they let they play the background, they play the background until, you know, they're ready to come out with whatever it is that they have. Certain people nowadays are like, we just need to get this song done, we just need to do this. Like, take the time on your art, let it be that, because that's the kind of climate we're in now. Like we're going back in the day, like Tupac, that motherfucker made so many songs. He's still releasing new music now. Yeah. He's been dead for hellas. You know what I mean? Like, and he could do that. Mm. Because like in that time it was the new thing to do. Like mm. Tupac 
would knock out a song in 30 minutes and he'd do like, you know, nine songs a day, 10 songs a day, maybe more. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that shit was cool back then. Now it's kind of like transpired and like, that's what people think that they need. Tupac did it because he just had some shit that he had to get off his chest. Now people just are doing things just to do it because that's what they think they need to do. But when you're rushing your art, you're going to rush your greatness. They have and quality. And, yeah. Quantity. I read a tweet this morning by my, uh, my homegirl, Sammy. Hold on, let me pull this up really fast because this is important. Sammy, if you're listening to this, I love you dearly. <laughs> all of you. Amanda, Logan, Sammy, all of y'all. Aubrey, every single one of y'all. Hold on. This shit is real. She said, it burns half as long when it's twice as bright. Right? And I think I think that's like, you know, metaphor for greatness. Mm. I mean, when you're super, like, even like the 27 Club and things of that nature, like, that's what Tupac was to me. You know, you, you shine, you shine just as bright when whatever she just said mm. that's what Tupac was you know everybody like died at a young age but they had so much to give the world and that's that but I think nowadays it's, it's, it's the exact opposite you mm. know what I mean like consistency over time is key but but slowly and you know in repetition mm. stop putting out so much content because you feel like you need to and just take time on your art yeah and that's, uh, that's, that's the it. key to longevity yeah you know people get sick and tired of you like if you put too much shit out but I mean I think that's a good notes and on sure um but yeah okay so we're just gonna wrap it up okay we got we got ian and i'm in both center studios uh reverse back like 10 15 minutes ago uh enter the contest like if it is a contest you know um get blown out here get the whole creative package deal meet us it's gonna be a good time hang out and shit um just plug, plug your socials real quick uh, Instagram is Fides underscore Rex, and that's F-I-D-E-S underscore R-E-X. Mm. Twitter's the same without the underscore. Mm. Everything's pretty much the same for that. My Instagram is Hollywood. I'm in... Uh, Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> Hollywood, E-I-M-A-N. And then you can follow us at Gold Standard Studios on pretty much every platform. Make sure to tap in with us. Yeah. It'll be a good time. And get yeah. retweeted by V. <laughs> That's what you need to be doing. Yeah, if you haven't uh, followed the podcast on social media, it's One Degree Podcast um, on Twitter and Instagram. They're all spelled a little differently. Find out on your own. Um, <laughs> you really want to follow, figure it out. Sub- subscribe on iTunes. Uh, uh, give me like five stars or something. Give um, a good review, man. Yeah, give me a good review. You know, I'm bringing you that quality content, the art, you know. <laughs> um, What's it called? It's on SoundCloud. Uh, other than that, come to my events. We're doing Clean Slate, yes. Creative Swap Meet on June 24th. Probably gonna put this out in like a week, so it's be, it'll be perfect. Yeah, come um, meet us there. We're gonna be there too. So stop yeah, by and say they'll be up. there. Um, we're offering workshops and classes starting in July, mid July. Uh, who knows? Maybe these guys might be a teacher. Wait, what? might teach. Oh, we're gonna talk about this. Yeah, Absolutely. we're gonna talk about this. Uh, but yeah, like. Just get some FaceTime with some local artists and uh, and people that you you've probably seen their work around. Uh, get taught one on one. Yeah, that's that's each one teach one on Facebook, Instagram. That's starting up soon. Me and Travelers Club. Uh, more community things on the way. You know? Travelers Club are good people. Man. Yeah, it's for everybody. You know, uh, and we are forgot to mention this, but we are West Bean on Bankers Hill. Uh, shout out Celeste. Shout out Marco. Uh, Half a Travelers Club. (laughs) Part of Travelers Club, yeah. Uh, Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Peace Peace out.